The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GoRuck. GoRuck designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack, if backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Mm. Everything they make is backed by their Scars Lifetime Guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GoRuck's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GoRuck brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GoRuck link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. The start of this year has felt disturbingly like the start of, you know, like the, like all the years. What does that mean? Uh, it just, it's just funny because, you know, it's like New Year's supposed to be big reset, New Year, New You. Every year we're like, yeah, we got this, we got this COVID thing on the ropes. I'm like, no, nah, this feels like last year, which felt like the year before that. Like, I, I really feel like we can start to identify with, uh, with the movie Groundhog's Day. And yeah. It's gone. And it's Groundhog's Day. It's a good movie. Again. It is a good movie. It holds up. I feel like. I say that I haven't watched it in a while, but when I think of it, I'm like, yeah, I think that's still funny. I think I, I think I saw it recently, maybe like a, barely a year ago, and I'm like, this is good. We watch Christmas time with children means, you know, lots of kids, like cartoon specials on repeat. So we watch the... Uh, the Mickey ones, like Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, and is that once the one where a... he has the harmonica and then he sells it to get her the necklace, and then she sells her necklace to get him the harmonica case? Yeah, that's so precious. Which is based on a classic tale, the name of which escapes me at the moment, because of course it does, because we haven't cracked our jack of goes yet. We'll get to that in a moment, but uh, one of the story, it's like you know three stories in one with that, and it's uh, one of them is Huey, Dewey, and Louie wishing that it was Christmas every day. So it's a it's like a little Disney Groundhog's Day spoof. Then of course in the end they learn that it's only special because it's once a year. So what's your cutoff on um telling people Happy New Year's if at all? Um I'm gonna go with January second. I I'd say I actually probably like most of it occurs between like Christmas and New Year's Day, like not even post New Year's Day, really. I got a Happy New Year's on the ninth. Interesting. Now, I suppose if it is the first time that person has spoken to you, you're in still the new it doesn't year, matter. You're past the cutoff. I don't know. I think I think you're probably okay there. If they haven't seen you prior, I think it's okay. If it's the first time they've talked to you, I probably wouldn't personally initiate it on the ninth. But if I haven't seen or talked to that person and they say Happy New Year, I'm like, eh, I'm not going to judge too harshly on that one. I judged severely. All right. Well. No, not really, but I didn't care. I was like, that's weird. Now we know. Yeah, there you go. Well wishing Josh has a time limit. I feel like once you pass the second, it's like, let's move on. We're just here. You know? It's just, it's the year's not, it's not new anymore. No more New Year yeah, smell. It's, we get it. We know where we're at. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, I suppose. You gonna so, crack these or what? Let's let's do it. Let's 
a nice sound. Um, one of my cans in the uh, in the uh, in the thing that I ordered from Jocko, it was severely dented, but like it was like dented upwards. Really, I don't even know how that happens. It sounds like some delivery person wasn't on the path. They weren't. That's what it sounds like to me. They were not. They probably would have been better off just to to just steal one of your chakra goes and to damage it. I would. I don't. Uh, no, I'd rather have the damaged one because then I can still drink it. I'm not saying that's better for you, but it just maybe would have been better. For oh, 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 oh. At which point you just tell them, "Hey, man, you don't have to steal it. You can just like you can just go to the website." And use our promo code SOLID7 and get your own with a 10% discount. Yay, verily. That's what, that's what you tell them. So, I mean, you know, life is good as a as a proud origin and, and Jocko Fuel ambassador. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, brother. And that's why, I, you know, my sour apple sniper tastes just a little sweeter tonight. Mm. I haven't had, I've Cheers. been drinking nothing but mangoes. Yeah, we've uh, I've said it on here before. Like we've got them on auto ship, and we just mangoes monthly, and but the other two rotate. Mm-hmm. So we get two a month, but we rotate the the uh, orange afterburner orange and the sour apple sniper. Right. I don't know why I can't say that sour apple sniper. There we so, go. Say it five times fast. I will not. Okay. I think I would end up cursing. Probably. I think I, so I do have, uh, I ordered some, uh, they added banana cream flavor to the milk, banana bomber, banana mm-hmm. cream bomber, I think is the official name to the milk. I ordered that to try and, uh, I ordered some of the pre-workout in mango because of course, so nice. they're, they're on the way. Um, speaking of bomber on my path, uh, to, uh, complete pooping enlightenment. Um, I got my in favorite of the to, solid seven topics. Your favorite what? My favorite of the solid seven topics. I know, right? I am uh, in addition to my bidet. I have now acquired not one, but two uh, po- uh, squatty potties. Okay. And, uh, our neighbor. Um, we were hanging out with her the last week, and uh, I had to use the restroom. And in there, I noticed some like contraption around her toilet on the floor. And then I came back out. I'm like, "Is that is that a squatty potty?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's the best thing I've ever bought as an adult." I'm like, "Huh? Have you ever had?" And she goes, "A bidet." And I was like, "Yeah." And she's like, "I want to get one so bad." And then I was like, "You should get one." So then I looked on Amazon. The thing was only like twenty bucks, and it came with a nightlight. What? So when I walk into the bathroom at night, it motion senses me and it turns on and I can make it any color. It's like the full spectrum of colors and um, the poops feel even better coming out because it's uh, apparently a more natural way to drop it. So yeah, we have one. We've had one for a long time and I'm going to be honest. I've never noticed any discernible difference between using it and not using it ever. I noticed a difference on the first one. It was like, oh, I don't even have to push. You just came out of me. All right. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that easy, but it was a, a noticeably less uh, strenuous. Maybe I just need more fiber. <laughs> maybe that's the the path to a full enlightenment of the duty pooties. So I thought you would have really liked to have known that extra tidbit. 
Get a bidet, no, uh, get a squat pot, and if you really need one on the go, get some uh, get some uh, dude wipes for uh, individual. What are those called? Flushable wipes for your for your tush. God yeah. bless everyone. This has been the Sods of yeah. the podcast. <laughs> do do your part to uh, clog the municipal sewer system. Not my problem. It's an apartment. I don't care. If it was so bad, would they still sell them? Said every cigarette purchaser ever. Yep. Yep, they sure would. Yeah. And do. So, but, uh, no, it's been uh, an interesting week. Um, You know, the most, well, I say it's been an interesting week. One thing we haven't picked up the knack for yet is getting used to speaking in the context of when the show airs. So last week... Of course, it's weird with podcasts because it's like there's a date it releases, but not a date that it airs. So really, like, I don't know how much you need to con talk in that context. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, who knows when they're listening? So it's like we could say, uh, you know, happy MLK Jr. Day. But I don't know if that's the day you're listening just because that's the day that it dropped. But anyways, this this past week as we're recording, which feels just like one of the most Florida things ever. Not only did the world lose Bob Saget, but of course it happened in Florida. Did they, have they released how did. he how he went yet? No, I, I, I saw something. It might have been from TMZ that leaked, which so you know how reliable that is. But seems like dude just just went in his sleep. Wow! Like yeah. He was only like what sixty five or something. He was yeah sixty five. Not not old by any stretch of the imagination. He had had uh, COVID over the holidays, but was fully recovered, feeling good. You know whatever. Like he was he was back on tour. So at least as I understand it, he did a show Saturday night somewhere in Florida, that, not Orlando. So I don't know why he was staying here, uh, but did a show on Saturday night and. Uh, even like he got, he was staying at the Ritz Carlton in Orlando and like called his wife sometime, like just before 3 a.m. Uh, because comedian hours, I guess, and like talked to her. And he even like posted to whatever social media, I don't know if it's Twitter or Instagram, just saying how much he enjoyed the show, how much he was enjoying being back on the road, how much he was looking forward to his 2022 tour. Uh, people who were at the show have been like, no, he was, he was killing. He was energetic. The show was great. Like no signs of anything being wrong. Mm-hmm. And just, uh, next day wife hadn't heard from him. He was supposed to be on a plane home, called the hotel. They go to check the room. He's just gone in the bed. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go, that's probably the way to go. Unless he was in pain and I don't want that. But if that's just how you went, that's, that's how I'd prefer it. Yeah, I mean, everything they've said so far is just, you know, like, no signs of foul play or overdose. Right. Um, like, people who are in the know on such things say it It sounds like it was probably either, you know, like a, a massive, you know, like, stroke or aneurysm or a, just a, you know, a big heart attack. So, mm. but at least that, that TMZ article, you know, said uh, he went in his sleep. I'm like, how do you know TMZ? How They're, do you know? I hate them. They're so weird. Also, how does anybody know? Like, I get, like, you can find the dude in the bed, and he can be, like, it can look like he wasn't obviously in agony, but that doesn't, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, he's some of that stuff we, they, some of that stuff we tell ourselves to. He, he technically, I guess, went in his, he just did a bunch of, uh, uh, of his medication sleep 
type pills and uh, yeah he had other stuff yeah that was accidental yeah that was a sad one because it was it was just a pure i mean not that this isn't a sad one but a lot of times it's like oh they od'd on this illicit narcotic Mm -hmm. and it takes a little of that sadness edge off you're like well i mean you were you were rolling the dice you were spinning the old ball on the roulette roulette wheel anyways weren't you but right stuff like this stuff like ledger where it's like, you know, the same thing. Like, um, you know, it's been a tough few weeks for, uh, for comedians, right? Just like Ed Asner died. Not, not too many weeks ago. I don't know who that is. Um, yeah, you do. He's the, uh, uh, Santa in your favorite movie, uh, elf, but, uh, he voiced the old man in up. He's been in a ton of stuff. He's been in comedy for a long time, a long time. Yeah, no, that was extreme sarcasm. I forget that you've lost your sense for it. I've got to do. I'm starting to think it's not my like. It just wasn't even clear it was sarcasm at all. Because you don't add any tone, you just talk normal. You have to like add like a little twang. Yeah, Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. No, it it works. It works on others because you knew that I knew it wasn't your favorite because we've talked about it. I just didn't know if you got it. Like I just thought you got confused with like jingle all the way or something. No. No. Mm. No, I, it, it sticks when somebody uh, dislikes a good movie. Yeah. You you file that uh, file that information away, but yeah, no, you've. I mean, he's been around and in in Hollywood TV movies forever, so like you you'd know him if you saw him. Um, and then Betty White, but even those, it's like Ed was old, Betty was old. Like, would it have been cool for her to uh, to hit the old Benjamin to make it to a hundred? Sure, uh, but it's not like she got robbed, you know. Heath Ledger got robbed. Bob Saget got robbed. It it's been uh, you know one thing that's cool about Bob Saget like uh, I don't know where to place like for me like one hundred percent was in that sweet spot of like we watched Full House every week we watched America's Funniest Home Videos when he was hosting it every week was that where you like of an age where you were watching that stuff when it was on like obviously you're aware of them but I was never even born when that show was out which one. Full House. Sure you were. Oh, yeah. I watched it a lot. It was great. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then obviously he wasn't that to the extent like his comedy, of course, was always very shocking to people who only knew him from Full House or America's Funniest Home Verdict because he was a pretty dirty comic. But everything you see even in stories about him now and even stuff I had heard about him before was that he was just the nicest, most giving, loving guy, right? Like he really was... Uh, Danny Tanner, just if Danny Tanner told really, you know, dirty, disturbing jokes. Um, but it's been crazy. I didn't, I didn't know because why would I, and I've talked about on, you know, we've talked about on here before, like the phenomenon of us caring about these people that we don't know that are famous is a little whatever anyways. Uh, there's some things I catch myself partaking in. Uh, but when I sit back and think about it, I'm like, why do we why do we do that? Like stickers on our vehicles. I'm like, why do we want to advertise to anyone else? Like what brand of thing we like right. or what national park we visited. Like you see that you see like a, a land cruiser and it's got like all the, this mountain and that national park and whatever. I'm like, why do we care? Why do we want people to know that? We, I don't know, it might not be, it, it might not be like, a, I want you to know that I did this thing. It might be more so like, I like this thing and I just like it on my car and it doesn't have to be for anybody. Yeah, it, it could be, but like you can't, like you're not seeing it. You're not sitting behind yourself at a red light. But yeah, anyways. but like if you like 
you put it on there and you know it's there like who who cares if you people like it yeah i find uh, it's the same like, i think it's the same boat of why do we post on social media like it's for that's more for like attention but it's well yeah like, no i now i have the same kind of hang up uh with that but that's that's a little less like at least you're looking to like most of the time if i'm posting i'm like it's typically for a chuckle or it's informative where I'm like, I don't know that the sticker for the local cafe that I like being on my car is, I mean, I guess go try out the cafe. Even that's a little, a little different, but it's like, why, why do, do I, do I need people to know I'm an Orlando city fan? Are they going to be like, Oh, I should be a fan of that too. Yeah. And if so, like basically I'm just advertising for them for free. Well, I have char- like uh, a, I have a green Bay sticker on my car and that's one like because i like green bay and then i think it's mostly like if someone else is a green bay fan and they see it there's usually like a little a and then that's usually it and that's kind of that's my thought and it's just like let me rep my team you know like why do you wear shirts with anything on it ever you're just repping that thing yeah no that's not a counterpoint i have the same hang-ups i get i do it too i'm trying to justify i'm trying to like i'm 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 wearing a like i'm wearing a ula like a a vulcan rocket shirt right now like they they didn't didn't pay me for this i'm not on the team i'm not uh i just uh, i i like it and i i guess evidently i want other people to know i like it i guess Uh, but i don't know why i want them to know that i never understood the why uh the reason why people put like the whole like like crazy uh there's intricate like maybe like angels or flowers or something and it's like a memorial for someone is that what you is that what got us here is that how we started on this uh no i kind of um segued as we do a rabbit trail just on the um, i was about to talk about i like i just didn't know that bob saget and john mayer were tight that's been an interesting it's been an interesting tidbit of information to learn from from his passing uh but i'm just like why do i care if they're friends (laughs) Like and other could, than if you the, pull that thread, you could say that about literally anything. Like, why do I even care about putting nah, on a rock? Well, no, yes and no. Like, it would make sense for me to be interested in your life or be moved or affected by your passing because we're involved in each other's lives. We have a relationship. I'm saying, like, it's just funny about the human condition to me that we're like, did you hear that the, the these famous people got divorced? Did you hear they got married? Did you hear they're dating? Do you hear they had kids? Oh yeah, do you I hear, hear he I had a kid with that one? Like why? Why do we care? But so, th- which led me to I have the same kind of like I will sit here and talk about Bob Saget because it does interest me. It is impactful because it's like we grew a lot of people grew up watching him. He was kind of in the zeitgeist, but at the same time, I'm just like why do we want to be? You know, why does his life interest us so much? But um, doesn't interest. So that so that led me so that led me to same thing like. You know, why Why do we want people to know what, what brands we, we like? Yeah. But I was going to say with the, the memorial people um, on their on your car, I never understood that one. Like, is that like is that one for them? Like, for you, put, like, putting it on your car, like, you feel better? Or is it to like, like hey, everyone, look at look, I, this person lived from this time. Like, it's almost the same as on the side of the road, the little memorials. Like, I feel like those kind of make more sense because it was like, hey, you should drive careful because a dude just died, like, in this spot. But then on your car, it's like, I, I don't understand the car. Like, why put it on your car? I, I don't understand yeah. that one. No, nah, grief's a weird thing, and everybody processes it 
different and it's uh you know i've always um you know like i've always somewhat mocked those things while in reality like i'm not mocking that people do that like if it helps you feel like you're right and i'm not hating on your the person, person remembered on your car but i do I normally understand my, why normally my comment is you know like to people like you and our buddy jason that's been on here and you know my wife stuff like that i'm like when i die for sure there better be vinyl stickers memorializing me on everybody's vehicles. And that needs stat. They need, you need to be hanging, handing them out at the funeral. I might do a billboard. Yeah. So, but you know, I say it, you know, it's a tongue in cheek thing for me, obviously, but I get why people do it. And I'm, I'm not really knocking that the people are doing it, but uh, do you want to be uh, buried or burned? Uh, I don't have a strong opinion either way. Really? Whatever, whatever gives uh, my family the most comfort i suppose you don't want to give you don't want to just pick one so they don't have to decide uh i mean i i might when i, I mean if there's a, a lesson that uh from bob the time might be sooner rather than later who knows right, but, i was about uh, to say like oh you have it scheduled yeah. out you have it on your calendar and when you'll be able so to. so yeah no uh i don't think i'll at the, at the point the decision needs to be made i don't think i'll be very worried about it so right but I would think you like, God forbid, prematurely, um, or at, at a still a fairly young age. Like I wouldn't want Kira to have to be dealing with that decision and having to have an extra thing to figure worry out, worry about. So I'd just just throw me in the furnace, take the ashes, and I'm like, just put it put them where my dad's are. That'd be cool. Let's do that. Let's keep it simple. I mean the you know the the prop me up beside the jukebox country song always had a nice ring to it, but. Mm. I did used to have this one. Um, Kira, Kira's already vetoed it. But this is how I... Re- Do you want to hear of how I wanted my funeral to go before I married Kira? I, I mean, I'm waiting with bated breath. Yeah. So, like, what I would want is to be cremated from the neck down. Um, and then at the ceremony, you have to hold my head when you go up and talk about me and look into my eyes. I don't even know. You'd probably have to put glass eyes because those things would probably not last the real eyes. Right. And so at the funeral, you'd have to talk to my holding my head. And then, um, after the whole ceremony is done, punt it into the audience and you have to keep it up. I was, I can't debate on the number. I was thinking at whatever age I died, keep it up that many hits. If it hits the ground or a chair, you have to start the whole ceremony over. So once you're done with that, then I don't even know what to do with the head. That's as far as I get. Cause usually when people, when I get this far in the tail, they're all looking at me like this man is, this man is seriously deranged, but Kira doesn't want that. So yeah, this sounds like the uh, ravings of somebody with vastly too much time on their hands. What it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when you just have extra time, you just stare at things. You, you come up with some, some dumb ideas. So, but uh, you know, it's pivoting back to, uh, old Danny Tanner it's been uh, you know uh, just I kind of it, it, it is interesting moving just seeing like what like John Stamos and John Mayer he was really close with John's evidently like to see them post about him to see the impact he had on on them and you see that from person after person is kind of cool but it is you know uh, Ryan Holiday <laughs> I don't know why we're the I thought we were the Jocko podcast and now we're the Ryan Holiday podcast but you know just this stoic idea of you know, really very few people are remembered for very long at all. I mean, 
even the the greatest of the greats, you go back far enough. And I mean, a few of the Egyptian pharaohs made it, and we figured out their names. But uh, you know, it's just you can you can kill it. You can be uh, almost a legit world changer. And odds are, still, you wait long enough, and it's really not that long in the grand scheme. Uh, everybody's gonna be like, who? Who? Right? Yeah. I just think so. of um, what Green Goblin said to Spider Man: "In spite of everything you've done for them." Eventually, they will hate you. So, stop trying to be cool. <laughs> That's what I got out of it. That's the takeaway. Uh, I, I I don't think you were supposed to agree with, with Green Goblin. I don't think that was supposed to be the think takeaway there. Think about it, there. hero. I, I mean, that's basically the uh, Spider-Man version of, uh, you know, the mugs. I'm not saying I don't want one that say Thanos was right. Oh, uh, yeah. He was... Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't understand what, because it. I need to watch them again. But I don't. Off the top of my head, it wasn't it because there was too many people, and he was trying to population control. Is that why yeah. he did it? Yeah, it was just, just. Uh, just but there's, I feel down. like there's so much space still, like, like even right now in America, like there's probably a lot of open space in Arizona somewhere or like Wyoming. Yeah. Like I think you could find a good plot of land if you needed to. I mean, you'd you'd, you'd be struggling for water and power, but you could do it. Yeah, you'd I have think it becomes space. more about I think it becomes more about like resources rather than yeah. physical space to occupy with your body. Like, I think it yeah. becomes more about can I can we is there enough animals and plants to feed you and, mm. and clean clean water did not think whatever. about the animals and the plants part of it but uh, uh, but i mean if we're gonna you know seriously debate thanos's move i'm like there, there was a whole universe like people could just there, as a matter of evidently there were many universes so people could like they could just spread out they could just do that but like they were multi-planetary travelers like mm-hmm. we were full like With there's magic. literally infinite planets and you're like nah man we're yeah. full and i'm like no go Go over one, like yeah. one more, and then and when that's full, go to go to the next one, yeah. right? So, yeah, I am looking forward to now that it has uh, finally hit Disney Plus. I'm looking forward to the explanation of why the Eternals just sat back with popcorn and watched that all go down. So oh that, yeah, you said you have be... not watched it yet on Disney nope. Plus. Oh. Nope, nope. I feel like I was slowly getting into a Nate Bargatze bit a second ago with the with the planet thing. I felt like that felt like very Nate in the back of my head. It was getting there. Yeah. yeah. So, but now we did manage to we eked out. <laughs> I think we finally managed to eke out episode four of Hawkeye tonight. Are you liking Hawkeye? Uh, yeah, but it's uh, I, you know, it's funny. I don't know if I would like it without Renner in it, which would make it you know not Hawkeye. But I'm saying like if they cast somebody else. I'm just such a fan of him, but I I think it's I think it's good either way. But I definitely like it extra because I'm of him. I'm a fan. It's like if uh, uh, you know, let's just hit all of our normal uh, topics tonight. But it's like if Brett Favre went and play, played someplace else, you'd probably scrape the Green Bay sticker off your car and, and put a new one on. Do you mean Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. What? Who'd I say? Brett Favre. <laughs> Close. Your generation uh, passed. I had the I had the right team. No, yeah, I've been actually debating that because it's still unclear if he'll be at Green Bay next year. Um, and I was joking with someone the other day. I was like, yeah, I might, because I was wearing a Green Bay hat. And I was like, yeah, I don't, if he did go, I think rumor on the street is Broncos now. I th- It was the Steelers for the mi- for a minute. 
And I was like, I don't know if I'd switch. I, like, I was down to switch teams potentially. And then when it now it's like the Steelers, I'm like, nah, I don't think I could be a Steelers fan. I'll stick to Green Bay. If I was an NFL script writer, um, I, Brady would go win again this year, go ahead and retire, be like, I proved my point. Like, obviously, all those those past championships were me, obviously. Um, and so I'm, I've got enough money. I've got, you know, the supermodel wife. So I think we all get it at this point. So now I'm done. And then and then uh, Rogers goes to Tampa Bay and then he wins two Super Bowls. There, so cool. Tampa gets four in a row. I feel like Brady could could have done that now. Like I think he he should have cap like just knelt after he won the Super Bowl with the Bucks because he literally he said that one hundred percent. Like yeah, yeah, that was me because did of all the teams so he picked the Bucks. The, the Bucks haven't been yeah. to the Super Bowl what since like oh six or something. Oh, something like that. yeah, yeah. I mean, minute. just went from nothing to yeah, we won. Yeah. So clearly, this wasn't Belichick. Clearly right. it was clearly it was me. Clearly deflated footballs had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I'm the best that's ever done it. Please let's stop arguing about it. Right. Yeah. And move on with our lives. Yeah, I agree. I don't this is controversial. I don't think his wife is that pretty. I think she's okay. I honestly I don't think I know her I know her name. Giselle I know it's Giselle Bunsen. Bunsen. Yeah, it's Giselle. Um I couldn't pick her out of a lineup right now. Like if you put a bunch of Giselle women in a lineup, Chun. there's yeah. like two dots over the U. Yeah. So I don't, I can't, I can't really comment. So I just, I mean, I guess I could look her up, but like some pictures look better than others, but I'm for the most part, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, good, good for him. Whatever. I don't Well, care. you know, it's funny because I feel like, um, you know, they talk about her being a, a supermodel or whatever. And a, like, I don't know, like what list of qualifications do you have to to meet to be supermodel? No, she's pretty. Yeah, I think isn't it? It feels like most of these supermodels are just um, tall and skinny. That's but all there's always are. a difference between um, you know like the look of like what they're going for with fashion models mm-hmm. and like I'm selling things to other people models or like Victoria's Secret models. Mm. Yeah. A lot of times like what they're pulling for like I'm going to walk a runway or I'm going to I'm going to rep this new What's like What's the point cat- of the whole runway thing line? anyways? Like who first of all who's ever wearing that crazy thing you're wearing? Like is that just is it kind of like the for, crazy for concept once, cars like it's like we're just trying we're just we're just making something up. I'm I'm excited that you've asked this because I feel like for once I have the perfect analogy uh for somebody who doesn't get it not because i get it and i'm going to explain it to you i, I was it doesn't like, appeal are you, to me you going down the runways often you and jade is that, um, is that on the weekend well, that's my thing like it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me i don't get it either i don't know why they're excited about it i don't like it's o- almost never things where you're like oh that looks nice that's mm-hmm. something i would like to wear um i guess there are some more normal ones where where maybe that's the case but um it's their uh it's their wwdc it's their uh, it's, it's there, whatever it's like for, for when we see like tech announcements or like, here's what's being worked on. Here's that's that for them. Oh, but right? like, here's the thing though. WWDC, they're going, Hey, here's the new uh, iPhone software. Or are you, are you, would you compare it to uh, like E3 for video games? Yeah. That, or, you know, all like their and, big and, conference and, where they're showing all the cool new stuff. 
Yeah. Right? Or you were on it somewhat with the auto shows, right? Like the auto shows will have like, no, here's the current models. Here's the whatever. But then here's also like crazy, crazy concept stuff. So I think that's, I think that's the comparison. So mm-hmm. it still doesn't make me interested in it at all, but I'm like, oh, well, if they look at that, like I look at these actual interesting things, I could see why they'd be into it. Hmm. I think the concept car auto show makes more sense than WWDC because WWDC, I actually get the software that they are promoting, but the concept well, car stuff, you sometimes, never... Sometimes, huh? sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you get features that don't come out for beta after beta after beta after beta. Sometimes you get a vaporware a multi-device charger that never materializes. So maybe they're closer these mm-hmm. days than we... Yeah. Now, if Steve was alive, this wouldn't be the case, but he's not, and here we right. are. Right. But more often than not, you're getting the things that they're promising yeah. for the most part. But like fashion shows, like, I don't... I mean, maybe we're in the wrong city in the wrong area, but like I don't see those giant wings walking I down do, the street. I just... I think it's... um. A, I think, um, oh, what was the, what was the stupid uh, Zoolander? I'm like, <laughs> I know this is like kind of satire, but it's kind of also right on the nose, isn't it? Isn't it? I don't think so, I've ever seen Zoolander. I'm not saying the models are that dumb, but the fashion is that out there. So it really is, to me, it's in line with a lot of like the modern art stuff where I think even the people who are sitting there acting like it's awesome and looks amazing and it's making a statement and they get it yeah. again. I don't think they get it. I think it's, it's a joke that somebody was in on at some point And at this point, everybody's forgotten and they're just going along. Right. It's, they walked into the waiting room and people stood up when a bell went off and they're still doing it. Yeah. I mean, good for them. And if you're a model going down a runway, listening to this podcast right now, you do you boo boo. Oh yeah, they're sitting there in their you know their couture millions of dollars. Yeah, they're sitting there in their couture uh, you know pants and and jackets that look crazy to us. Going, whatever, buy another iPhone, nerd, because they don't get it and they're not interested in it. And that's what keeps life interesting. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's uh, so yeah. All that to say, yeah, I think his wife's pretty, dude. <laughs> all that to say. Um, I will say she's better or prettier than Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend or fiance, Shailene Woodley. I would say I that. Know. Yeah. I mean, I they're very different in age. So, like, Shailene's much younger, but I don't even think Shailene, Shailene's pretty. She also seems like kind of crazy. Like, I don't know. In in fairness, there. in fairness to to the the lady listeners, lest we get dinged for. Uh, Oh, being too so superficial too in uh, being too uh, misogynistic here as we talk about these gentlemen's significant others um i think between the those boys tom brady's the de- definitely the better looking of those two like currently right Aaron now yeah. rogers yeah he's looking pretty homeless these days <laughs> okay kira just text me shailene is pretty if you think she isn't pretty you're saying i'm ugly <laughs> <laughs> thanks kelly kapoor <laughs> if she's not hot i'm not hot if you if you think uh what's it michelle pfeiffer who are they trying to decide who was hot no, uh, what's her name from Million? Is it Million Dollar Baby? I don't know what movie she's from. It's gonna drive me nuts. It's uh, not yes. Michelle Pfeiffer. It's no. I can see not. her face. Hillary she is from Million Dollar Swank. Baby. Hillary Swank. I'm right. It's Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank. Yes. I didn't even have to finish searching for it. The Jocko Go kicked in. Look at that. But yeah, I mean, g- come on, guys. She is a beautiful movie star. <laughs> um, respect the game, Jim. 
<laughs> but yeah, Kira and I have these conversations all the time. Like, do you think like do you think that guy's good looking? Do you think this girl's good looking? This this that. And it's like it's one thing to think someone's like pretty or attractive. Another thing to be like, I think they're marvelous, and I want to be with them. Like, okay, maybe we should maybe we should calm down. Yeah. But just admiring someone's uh, beauty or disgusting, I don't think anything is wrong with that. Unless you start getting gross. But, uh, yeah. So, if you're offended, I don't care. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, like, because right now I have Shailene Woolley put up, pulled up on Google. The photo that they have with her and Aaron right here, like, like in the little preview that Google has. Like, he look, he's a good-looking dude there. With his long hair right now, mm, yeah. You you look you look a little rough, man. You look rough. Oh, I know she's uh, she's an actress or something, right? Like I feel like I've seen her in things. Yeah, I forget what she's known for. She's known for one of those crazy like book movies, Fault in Our Stars. That's where I know her from. Yeah, that one. And then I'm Divergent a- was the other one too. She's yeah. done. She likes book movies. Okay. Well, good luck to him. Have fun, buddy. See you later. I wonder if this one... I mean, they're actually engaged. What was weird, though, is he was um, dating Danica Patrick for, like, a minute. Yeah, they were together for a long time, right? Yeah, and then they suddenly broke up, and then all of a sudden he was engaged to Homegirl. And I'm like... I feel whoa, like whoa, that's whoa, just... Walk. I feel like that happens, happens a lot with these these famous types. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, uh, I don't feel like Kanye lost... Now, I keep up with these people zero, but they're so in the news, you can't miss it. They got and a divorce, right? I don't know who he's running around with. Yeah, but I don't feel like Kanye lost any sleep over Kim Kardashian. Just any. Is he with someone else now? They're, yeah, they're, they're... Evidently, she's been running around with Pete Davidson, and we all know the stories and the jokes there about Pete Davidson. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's dating and, her. Um, and I'm like, Why? Like, if I were Kanye, I would be rolling on the floor laughing. Oh, my gosh. If, so, like, like wait, running, you left, or I don't know who left, too, but, like, you're going to go from this to Pete Davidson? Dude, so the running joke there, so Pete Davidson for the uninitiated, and, and why would you know? Because as we've discussed, it's just not a good show, but Pete Davidson's a comedian on SNL. And I would say Pete's probably an average-looking guy at best. It's hard to tell because a lot of times he looks like he either hasn't slept enough or maybe he's high on something. Like he's just kind of got that vibrous feel. But I'd say he's probably an average looking guy at best. Now, he's funny. That overcomes a multitude of sins. And he's rich, which uh, covers another multitude. Um, But so somehow, uh, probably because of the humor and the money, it seems like Pete always manages to hit above his average. And uh, so I guess he was, man, see, again, this is all information I wish wasn't taking up uh, just hard drive space in my brain. Yeah, but, we were literally uh, just talking about how, like, we don't care about what celebrities yes. do. And then we and see, I'm like, oh, my God. And, I'm not, God. and I'm not even into this stuff. Like, it's not like I'm reading People <laughs> magazine. I, how does it even get into my probably brain? I don't see understand. people tweeting it in the headlines. Um, but so evidently he and Ariana Grande, who I think is a singer, right? They were a thing for a while. I think so. And she started a rumor that Pete is well endowed. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah, and it's pretty pervasive. Yeah, uh, there's a uh, thing about she, it. Yes, uh, she. I believe coined an acronym for it, um, of B D 
E, which is big euphemism energy. Oh, all right. Right. So Welcome to the Solid 7 Podcast. I actually saw him doing a pretty funny bit about it where he's like, um, like he's complimentary of her and then, but basically touts her being an evil genius um, because he's like, it's, it's not true, but now every woman I'm with for oh, the rest of my life yeah. is going to be severely <laughs> disappointed. Like he touts it as she just did it as a troll. Yeah. That's fun. And that's if, genius. Yeah, if that's, that's true, she is an evil genius and it is hilarious. Um, I did like his Staten Island movie or whatever it was called. I don't remember the name I, of it. I didn't see it, but I didn't think he was a good sport when, uh, I don't know if they were doing weekend update, which has been, you know, if SNL has a good, a good bit, weekend updates certainly had some funny moments over the years. Um, but I can't remember, but at some point he was, uh, roasting Dan Crenshaw. So Dan Crenshaw is the, oh, the yeah. former Navy SEAL congressman out of texas that that lost his eye and he's he's got the eye patch and stuff so like he was talking smack about dan crenshaw about something and got and and probably rightfully so got a bunch of blowback about it i say rightfully so um like i feel like in general on the conservative side of things people tend to be more willing and able to take a joke Mm -hmm. so you know i'm not necessarily pro like okay you made a joke about a politician i don't know there necessarily needs to be blowback against that it was an edgy edgier joke like if you're gonna make a joke about a guy not being able to see out of an eye it's probably best if he didn't lose that you know like in war (laughs) fighting for his country uh you know as uh uh you know a high level operator um so he got some blowback against it but what's funny is like dan crenshaw it can take a joke and like the, the culture of the SEAL teams, as I understand it, is, you know, they do roast each other. Like, that's just part of... So, like, he didn't think anything. So, he ended up, like, on SNL sitting next to Pete Davidson and just roasted him back. Like, just raked him over the coals. And it was... But it was actually just, like, two adult grown males just, like, being adults and being able to take a joke yeah. about themselves and just move on with their lives. So I actually really respected. I know little to nothing else about Pete Davidson, but I appreciated that. Yeah. He, he did. He was in a roast. Didn't he, was he roasted or did, was he just on a, on a roast? Like someone else getting roasted. I don't know. But like, I think you sent it to me or someone else sent it to me, a video of that one English guy who's just brutal making jokes about Pete David Davidson and then referencing his dad in nine 11. I was like, my God. Oh yeah. Cause his dad was uh, either a firefighter or a cop. I think of a firefighter in New York and died in nine 11. Yeah. 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 That was definitely, he's dead. Whoever that guy was, he's definitely one of those comedians that uh, goes hard, believes nothing is off limits and nothing is too soon. Yeah. So he definitely not only made a joke about Pete's dad, but made, a joke about Pete's dad dying on 9-11. Yeah. So. But uh, his Staten Island movie, I don't remember the name of it, but it's it's not bad. I kind of liked it. What's uh, what's the premise? It's like spoiler. his... It's, spoiler alerts. Spoiler alerts, Oh, my God. Alerts, are you going to be so mad if I tell you what happens? Oh, my God. He becomes Spider-Man at the end. Um, <gasps> no, he... Um, it's about his life, and he is... I think he is Pete Davidson in it? I don't know. Uh, it's called King of State Stat- Staten Island or something like that. And uh, yeah, the, the King of Staten Island. And uh, it's about his life, 
his dad died in 9-11. I think they say 9-11 or just a firefighter accident. And so he kind of plays him, but then Bill Bill Burr is in it, and his mom is trying to date. Isn't his mom, uh, what's her face, Aunt May in it? Yeah, Marissa Tomei. And so Marissa Tomei's in it, Bill Burr's in it, and it's it's a good, fun little movie if you Dude, can watch it for free. Oh, it's on Mar- HBO Max, it looks like. Marissa Tomei can do almost no wrong. Yeah, dude, she killed it in the new Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, I've seen again. Uh, we, not uh, you know, not that I specifically avoid them or seek them out, whatever. But like, it's been long enough now that you know, the little spoilers start to seep in, whether you're looking for them or not. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, interesting to see. Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, you should check out the King of Silent. Are you gonna watch Eternals anytime soon? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I say yes. I still really want to finish Hawkeye. I really want to watch Boba Fett. So we just watched uh, today the uh, episode three of Boba and it was actually pretty cool. It's easier for me to sneak things in that Jade has no interesting interest in watching that my wife doesn't want to watch with me because mm-hmm. then the time frame doesn't matter. So I can watch it in the background or if I'm up earlier or up awake late, then I can just, I can just watch and I can power through some things quick. I'm a, uh, I know there's science to the, to the contrary, but I'm pretty like, I feel like I'm a good multitasker. Like I've just all my life, I, you know, if I'm doing like, if I'm working on, in school working on homework there's still music on in the background or a tv on in the background or even if i'm reading a book music is on or whatever like i just you know i can just kind of filter you know in the subconscious mm-hmm. so some shows and movies that works works better with than others um like i did that with uh i hadn't ever actually watched star trek discover or not discovery but uh, star trek enterprise so the one that was like the prequel to the original show with scott Bakula. we've talked about it on here but that was one where i'm like i don't need to be paying close enough attention to this that it needs to be the only thing i'm doing right so i got through that pretty quick just letting it play in the background while i'm doing other things king of staten Uh, island is not on hbo max sorry if you were looking it up my bad god thanks for getting my hopes up sorry people jerk so but uh yeah and then i still need to knock out the third second spider-man so that i can watch the second third spider-man say that again we've talked about it on here the second yeah i know but like the I know first what one you meant, but you said the i've second. seen i've seen the first trilogy i saw the two the, andrew, the two andrew garfield movies mm-hmm. i've only seen the the first of the new ones of the standalone. I've seen gotcha. the Homecoming. MCU movies, yeah. My mom said she didn't like Homecoming, and I'm like, you don't know movies. Moms. <laughs> Am I right? So. I'm super excited for Doctor Strange's movie. That movie's going to be foyer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm I'm stoked. You would definitely have to watch this movie, though, because this movie definitely set up multiverse. Don't minus. tell me what to do. Because, I mean, so. literally in the trailer for the new movie, it, you hear dialogue from this No Way Home movie. Well, yet another spoiler that I didn't go looking for. Thanks, buddy. Hey, have you uh, finished your COVID collection yet? I'm waiting to collect the third one. Have not collected it yet. I mean, you are like, I've no, everybody feels like they're surrounded by it right now. I wish I could tell, like, I can tell you off air, so to speak, the tales of 
uh, I, I've got just some crazy COVID stories from the from the past few weeks. Uh, but everybody feels like they're surrounded by it right now. But you are like legit I'm literally surrounded by swimming it. in it, like yeah. it ju- just shy of licking handrails. Yeah, I might as well have been. Uh, well, the other night I was definitely surrounded by it, and uh, you you walked by the room when I was with the people that were engulfed well, I, in it. I entered a space that I knew um, where I knew there was somebody who had an active infection, mm-hmm. right? But I he was, was very, on the ba- he is on the back end I, of it or was on the back end. I was end. very, right. And I was very careful and conscientious about that interaction. Right. Right. Like there yeah, was a lot of distance. You didn't walk there, more than about a foot into the room. Yeah. We, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't do the old bro hug. No. Right? Yeah. Uh, which was a bummer because this was a big occasion for this person. Right. But then, but then the chump that's standing like right next to me by where I'm at is oh, like, yeah. "Hey, how, how are you feeling?" I'm like, I, "You know, I'm I'm good. We're we're all right. We're whatever." He's like, "Cool, cool." Because I tested positive on the way here today, and that was the point where I'm like, "Well, I'll see you guys." <laughs> but he had no symptoms. I think is he what he was saying, which was yeah, funny. Yeah. So, but you said something that uh, I if I understood it right, that I didn't know, like you made it sound like you've had it more than once. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Or I'm, well, I don't know for sure. I don't, I don't, I never got a second test. So like I had uh, COVID proper back in October, 2020. But remember that one night when we were recording the, the live episode and it was like yeah. the day before my birthday and I was feeling really sick. Yes. I'm assuming that was Delta. Cause like I was miserable that rest of that night. I was sick the next day. Uh, Dude, there's no like, but we, then Kira, the reason why I think that is because then literally Kira, uh, so that was like a Friday night we recorded that live episode, and I was dude, feeling we horrible. We all sat there the at next, that little at, at a little table talking our heads off for a long time. We all would have walked away from that positive. I mean, I don't know, dude. This thing is weird because when I had COVID proper, Kira and I did not social distance whatsoever. We're also newlyweds, and she didn't get COVID at all. She was chilling. But then when I was feeling really sick, that that was August 15th because it was my birthday, uh, she ended up getting COVID like two days after I was really sick. So I don't, that's the only reason why I think maybe I had Delta and then gave her, I don't know how it works. I don't know if it's like chicken pox. I don't know. You have to get regular yeah. COVID before you can get Delta. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think uh, she'd mind us sharing because it's it's on her intro. But we're we're just shy of fifty minutes here, so I'll ask her if she wants us to cut it out before we let loose. But a uh, uh, good friend of yours, mine, in the entire podcast, Becca, her and her whole her and the whole household up there in uh, MPA mm. have uh, have the old Omnicron. <laughs> Omni. So uh, more than meets the eye. So yeah, it's it's just weird, but yeah, I, I'm shocked if that you didn't come away from from that. Well, couple I of did ago that positive. night. I did take several Nyquils, and then the next, I slept longer than I normally would have, uh, just because they the internet says that the more you sleep, the body heals. Yeah. Um, and then I took a bunch of Dayquil the next day, and I've been chilling, and that was several days ago now. So and I've been I, I, feel I fine. did. Uh, knowing I was going into that night, knowing I was going to be around a lot of people, knowing there was already some positives uh, floating around, and it—it, it, I mean, it was a lot of people um, at the event we were you were working at. I was attending it, kind of, kind of had some responsibilities at it. But uh, so I took uh, I took ten thousand IU of uh, vitamin ten uh, a couple hours before I had it that way, and then I had a uh, 
a zinc lozenge on the way there. It's like, I don't know, 17 milligrams or something like that uh, of zinc. And, yeah. uh, and then had another one, uh, when I got home and, uh, like I said, I, I stayed pretty distance. I stayed pretty chill. I wasn't uh, Sir Hugs a lot that night or anything like that. And, but uh, I did talk right up next to you at one point because we were in a loud area and I was talking to you and I was just in the room. So maybe I could have transferred it to you. I dun, don't dun, think dun. it works that way. I mean, unless you, were already, unless you were already cooking. It wouldn't yeah, have, I don't. I, but what so. was funny is I did the rest of the night feel like I was getting symptoms even though I, I had nothing like it was like yeah. in my head more than anything. I'm like, do I, I feel like I'm, I'm hot. Am I hot? Am I getting a fever? Am I, can I taste, can so, I taste anything? But I was, so, I've been fine. Nothing. Well, I was, I mean, I'm not hoping you catch Delta, but at this point it is a little bit like Pokemon for you. Like you just got to, I'm not all. even mad about it because <laughs> according to the internet, if you get it, you get antibodies and, uh, I'm like, cool. Let's let it run its course and let's just move on. So I mean, so you're just uh, you're just Dwight on uh, office sanitation. I've, day. I have. Like, I I think to, he was onto something. Go ahead. We should just sneeze, sneeze on your toes. Sneeze on my toes. Man. All right. I don't even care. Good I, to know. I'll be stronger. I'm gonna go the, roll around in dirt after this. The 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 next Jocko go you have at my place. Have no doubt that your can has been properly prepped for you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you're a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, I do what I can. I have to please. So, but no, I think I, I mean, I wouldn't say let it run its course, obviously in a new, in an old folks home, new folks home. How did I get that? Those two words backwards in an old folks home, but like people, most people I'm around are fairly young, fairly healthy. So it's like, let's just get it over with. So then when we have bigger events coming up, we're not all out because of it. Cause like a lot of coworkers have it right now. But I'm glad before some bigger events come up later in the year, and let's get out of the way now, and then we don't have to deal with it when we need you. So, yeah, because I don't, I still can't find on the internet a death rate of Omicron. So, I I'm still here, and I get in little arguments about it because I'm probably too um too apathy. It's not it's not apathy. I don't know the word. Dumb, uh, ap- ignorant. Apathy, apathy sounds about right. I, I've I've seen and I, I didn't have I, like I saw an article and started reading and then didn't have enough time, so I didn't get into if they were citing actual data, but just making like making the point. We've talked about how politicized it's become, but the trend just seems to be if you're more conservative, you're probably not taking this thing as seriously as you should. Which is not to say you should be t- treating it doom and gloom, but probably shouldn't treat it like it's absolutely nothing. Uh, and if you're if you're more left leaning, you're probably taking it more serious than you should, and think that it's it is doom and gloom and going to kill us all, and and right. probably neither neither but take I, is right. With Omicron, it's like there isn't, thank God, like not a crazy death rate. So I'm I think I know it is sweeping the nation and the world like crazy. Like everyone's like right now, everyone I know has is freaking getting co- Omicron. But then I'm like, but you're just getting sick for a couple of days, and then we're all fine. So why? Like I just and that, and Kira gets annoyed at me when I keep asking that exact question and she yeah. rolls her no, eyes. No, this is just the point where I'll reference the long talk we had about it in the yeah, previous yeah. podcast. I don't want to go back, but go back again. one and listen to that. Yeah, no. it's yeah. So you know, Cliff Notes version. Yes, it seems to be less severe, but because so many people are catching it, there's still more people that end up needing to be hospitalized, even than from the more severe cases, just from the sheer volume of people that are catching it. So gotcha. So it's like if, uh, you know, one in 10,000 people 
with Delta need to be hospitalized. Again, I'm making up numbers. And 50,000 people get Delta, you end up with five people in the hospital. If one in a million people need to be hospitalized from, from Omicron, which would be way, way better, right? But, you know, five billion people catch Omicron, you end up with still more people in the hospital than Delta, even though it's the less virulent strain. Mm. That's what I'm saying. It's the sheer, even though it's a smaller percentage, if you have a bigger, big enough multiplier, you still end up with bigger numbers. So it's, it's at like every walking around in daily life and every, you know, most of the people, if not everybody you meet who catches Omicron, probably no, no factor, a bad cold at the worst. Anybody worse than that is probably a statistical outlier. Uh, But like urgent cares and hospitals are, are getting the smack down. It's, it's a tough go. This is my last question. Then we can move on. You can get it twice though. Cause I know people that severely uh, uh, passionately do not believe you can get it twice. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the guy that was on Rogan that caused a big kerfuffle, um, Dr. McCola, you know, said pretty adamantly there, you can't, there, there's no evidence for reinfections. He's like, even the CDC says, so our doctor friend that we reference on here all the time, I'm like, Hey, have you listened to this guy? Uh, is he legit or is this, is he all, is he full of it? And, the major takeaway was that no, he's he's full of it. Like, mm. forget this guy. Not that he's necessarily a bad doctor or totally uninformed, but like, uh, so our our doctor friend even like he pointed me. He's like, no, here's here's the CDC data. Here's the CDC report showing like the CDC absolutely says there are reinfections. Mm. Um, re- like it's reinfections are are definitely a thing, especially like there there are people ha- that have had it and been like if you had it and it got sequenced and it was Delta and you had it and it got sequenced again and it was Delta again, maybe you could have some argument that like, Oh, the virus was hiding in the fat cells. Like it was still the same infection. It had just mm. subsided and came back. You'll, you'll hear yeah. that. But when they sequence it in the same person, it's different strains. Like, no, no. so it went in the, in the fat cells and changed its clothes. That's what you're like. No. Right. So, well, yeah. So like, yeah, cause really, when I thought I had Delta, back when whatever august i tried going it was just really hard to get in and get a test and i it was past my I, my system symptoms were not severe enough to like really try and get into it getting a test so i just yeah. didn't go in to work i just stayed i home. i had and we've probably talked about it on here at some point but you know like I, just a couple of weeks before delta really popped off here i had a couple of days where i had a little bit of a sore throat and then it became a very very severe sore throat Mm-hmm. Um, and not much in the way of other symptoms, a little bit of congestion, but not a runny nose, not severe congestion, anything like that did teledoc, you know, explained the progression of symptoms, the totality of symptoms. Um, that dude wanted to throw the kitchen sink at it. He wanted me to take things that were just stupid, no matter what was going on. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, not doing all that. And he's like, and then I'm going to challenge you to start eating a, a plant only diet. I'm like, okay, hippie, get off my <laughs> phone and take your copay. Um, actually there was we're no talking copay, to, so just I think take we were talking your to Dr. Woodley. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I'm like, uh, you know, he, pre- he did prescribe, um, you know, some antibiotic camera, camera, what it was. I'm like, eh, I, you know, I don't want to wreck my gut if I don't have to, I'm going to give this thing one more day, ran the humidifier that night. You know, did a little, uh, you know, like 3M tape uh, on my mouth that night to make sure I was nose breathing, you know, not mouth breathing, whatever, just to keep that moisture and whatever. And the next day it, it was gone. So then as I saw the progression with Delta and saw like the change in symptoms from that, from the previous stains, I'm like, there's a real strong likelihood that that was Delta. But again, the symptoms are so overlapping. There's plenty of 
There was no indication that it was strep. That's what I thought from as sore as my throat was. I had never had it, but I'm like, this is a bad sore throat. Um, but strep's pretty obvious when you look in the throat and there was none of like the whiteness or this red striations or anything like that. So it wasn't strep, but I mean, could have been any number of other infections, upper respiratory infections, any number of things. So, um, you know, based on the timing could have been Delta, maybe not. I, I don't know. I mean, in the grand scheme, I, I don't know that it, it matters. So, yeah. Well, that's all I want to talk about COVID next <laughs> you and me both hey how about the supreme court getting one right thanks yeah guys. that was awesome because kira's job is being really annoying yeah. about it and literally only getting one right yeah <laughs> they yeah they, they were to, kira's job was gonna have to follow through with all of it and it was gonna be really inconvenient and annoying but now yeah. since they got declined we're chilling so and you know my me like calling that a win uh you know if you're somebody who like, no, it's there killing people, the virus and whatever. I mean, one, the vaccine that, you know, there's plenty of data, you know, same data you see with like social media of like, you're not gonna, you know, like nobody's winning hearts and minds on so arguing on social media. Like that's just not happening. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, like the, the vaccine mandates aren't finally the way to make those reluctant people mm-hmm. finally just take the stupid shot. Like the more you push, the harder those people are going to push back and dig in. It's that's not going to get you a win. Uh, but anyways, this isn't that anyways. This isn't me going, no, people shouldn't take the shot. Now they don't have to. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't. But what, for me, it was a win because what shouldn't be happening is the, the we shouldn't have laws being written and enacted from our executive branch. That comes from the legislative branch. And so, mm. to me, this was just a smackdown of, like, executive overreach. Actually, for mm. me, while I'm glad they got this decision right, it wasn't far-reaching enough. I wish they would have done more to smack down, like, like, uh, what? like how the government just overuses... Uh, like the interstate commerce clause to regulate all kinds of business just because like the products cross state line. It's like it's the, the interstate commerce clause that's in our constitution was just to ensure the free flow of commerce throughout the the nation, because we are a federal system. Um, the States are supposed to have more, uh, we're intended to have more autonomy than they do right now, not as much control from the federal down, but what they wanted to make sure. So they learned all these lessons from when we were under the articles of confederation, right? Like we were under the articles of confederation for seven years, nine years at our founding. I can't remember which exactly I guess I didn't do the math, but either way, like they just weren't strong enough. Right. So, um, the idea when you're making a government, like if you want to get it right, you want to have just enough government to protect your rights without having enough government to trample them, right? That's the goal. That's how much power you want your government to have. Um, and the articles, we were just coming off the Revolutionary War. We were just coming off a tyrannical monarchy, and they just went too light on government. The Articles of Confederation weren't strong enough. And so what you would end up with happening, like think about, you ever been out of the country? I, I, I think I know you have. You have. You proposed yeah. in Thailand or wherever. Right. So what what happens when you when you cross the border, when you come back in customs? Right. They go. Do you have anything to declare? Do you have all this stuff? So I do and declare. It's, and it's a it's a giant hassle. So there's a purpose, but it's a giant. It's a giant hassle. Well, imagine if every state was treating every other state like that. If every time you crossed a border, you had to go through customs and declare or whatever. Right. So the, that was that was the point of the interstate commerce clause is they wanted to ensure the free flow of goods between the straight states to make sure that even though the states um, you know, had all this autonomy, even though we were a federal system, um, federal in the federalist sense, right? That were we we were basically a collection of 
um, you know, autonomous states more than, you know, like the, the, back in those days, they would have said these United States rather than the United States was a really important distinction. Mm. Um, you know, and so, but they've used that then to stretch that to say, oh no, if you make products that travel over state lines, we have the power through the interstate commerce clause to regulate your business. And that's how you end up with things like OSHA and OSHA is the tack they were trying to make to enact this as an OSHA rule. Mm-hmm. Right. To ensure safe workplaces. So what I wish they had done is. And so there's all this stuff, right, where Congress will pass this law and they hand it off. And and this is how it's supposed to work. Then the executive branch is supposed to enact it. But they leave all this ambiguity. So it's like, okay, you have to figure out how you're actually going to enact and enforce this. So they'll publish you know, legislative or executive guidance and this stuff will go into a register and this stuff ends up ultimately, if it's not challenged by Congress or a court, it takes the effect of like a law. Well, nobody ever intended for the executive branch for the presidency to be writing laws that very intentionally lives in Congress because Congress is very, very closely connected to us. Right. That's why you have all those representatives there, yeah. whatever. So we get a say in the laws. Um, and so I, I had wished that the ruling would have done more to smack down and undo some of that executive overreach and some of that. Um, uh, I don't I can't come up with a better word bastardization of the interstate commerce clause that's been used just for overreach and, and overregulation. So uh, a win, not as much as I wanted. Uh, feel bad for people who are, are working, uh, you know, front <laughs> frontline healthcare workers mm-hmm. who they're, they're stuck with their mandate. So at the same time that we're being told that our hospitals and healthcare facilities are overrun and they can't staff them and whatever, they're also going to can people for yeah. not choosing not to get the vaccine. But at the same time, people who are vaccinated are catching it, are testing positive. Mm-hmm. And there's areas where they're telling those people, if you're not symptomatic, even if you tested positive, come to work anyways, because we need you. Right. So even though they're, they're still, they're vaccinated. They can still catch it. And they're telling them to come to work. So you're telling me it's better to have that person there positive uh, than the people that you've laid off being there. Yeah. Because they wanted to make the, the personal choice not to get the vaccine. It just doesn't make it's all a circus, a lot of, a lot of logical sense. Yeah. So sucks that they didn't, didn't strike both of them down. At least the larger, uh, you know, more invasive one uh, yeah. was struck down and was a win. And again, I'm not, I'm not anti, the vaccines. I, I got vaccinated. Uh, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. My kids are following the normal vaccination schedule. And I, I, I personally feel that there's science and support and data for that. Or, of course, I, I wouldn't be doing that. I'm not looking to do my kids uh, any harm. Uh, so I'm, I'm far from an anti-vaxxer uh, in any way, shape, or, or form. of the whatever, Other than, you know, now, if you don't think people should be forcibly pinned down and, and stabbed with a, a COVID vaccine at this point, there are people who will label you an anti-vaxxer, which is, of course, ridiculous. Yeah. And you just have to love to take, oh, we're not trying to make them take it. No, you just want to take away their entire livelihood and ability to do anything and everything unless they do. Right. It's same as I heard someone comparing it. And again, this is the last thing I'll say about COVID and then we'll move on. Uh, is uh, like, what? you're not, no one's forcing anyone to get the flu shot and lots of people die from the flu, but you're never forced to get the flu shot. What do you, what would you say to that kind of um, Yeah, analogy? I mean, it's, yeah, same, same. Like I said, the, the only thing I feel like there's a, a potential like uh, quote unquote so societal play at this point with the vaccines um, is to alleviate pressure on our, on our healthcare system. 
because it's it's not it's not stopping you from catching it. It's not stopping you from transmitting it. It is a, all the same stuff. Listen to last week. It, it, it seems like they still do a good job of making sure if you catch it, it doesn't become serious and that you don't die. But those odds are still pretty low. And if somebody wants to take their chances with those odds on either side of that equation, that really ought to uh, be up to them. But this idea of, oh, you don't care about others if you're going to catch this disease and pass this on. All of human history and before human history, depending on how you look at things and after human history, that's how disease has worked. You catch it and you pass it on. We're not going to get rid of all of it. There will be less deadly diseases. There will be more deadly diseases. Right. You can't eliminate all of the risk in life there. You know, it's like my running joke has been, I can't wait till we're past COVID and we can all get back to when no one got sick and died. Right. Like that's not a thing. And we have to stop pretending that it is. There, there is no zero risk end game here, unless Thanos comes and he snaps his fingers, does a step, he can do it all by himself. If he's willing to take some input on who gets snapped, it becomes a different thing. <laughs> um, have you watched Jimmy Fallon's new show? Um, what's it called? That's my jam. I had no idea that Jimmy Fallon had a new show. There's only three episodes out, but uh, I think because on Instagram, that's how I found out he had it. Uh, it's like he posts little clips of it. Um, but Karen and I watched the first two episodes last night and it's, it's not bad. Remember? Oh, I remember I sent you a video weeks ago of, um, ch- is it chance? Was it? Ch- yeah, it was chance, uh, singing. Uh, it's getting hot in here, but in a country rock, yes. like vibe. Yes. Like that's that show. So like they okay. do crazy, awesome musical stuff and it's actually not a bad show. I only saw it's, the first two episodes. It's not just all all songs that are like tributes to Fauci or encouraging you to get a booster. <laughs> it's been zero of that, which has been awesome. And I'm also like, don't see any masks or real social distancing. So I'm like, how are they doing this? Because they're okay. supposed to be scared of it. Listen, listen, I know we've said the last thing we're going to say about COVID, but this is this is just COVID adjacent. It's just, it's rare when you see a political move that's actually a little bit baller, like a little bit savage. Mm-hmm. Like most of it's just idiocy and petty and, and whatever. But so they were, <laughs> the Senate was having hearings the other day. Uh, the head of the CDC was there. Fauci was there. Head of the FDA was there. And of course, you know, several of these people, you know, most famously, I feel like at this point, Rand Paul and Fauci really go, really go at each oh, other. I saw those clips. But there was this other, there's this other senator um, that was kind of, you know, getting contentious with Fauci. And he was asking because how uh, Fauci is the highest paid employee in the federal government. Dude wow. makes like four, $490,000 a year. Isn't that more than the president. It is more than that. It might have changed because the pres- the presidency has been given some raises over the years. But uh, I thought the president so, made, what two hundred fifty a year. Uh, it was two fifty, but I think it's been raised. Oh, good for him. He needed um, the raise. So, but what's um? Well, and they make that for life. So there's that. Oh, um, they do. I thought it yeah. ended up the presidency. No, no, no. Must no. be nice. No, it must be nice. Um. So he kind of gets into it with Fauci because a lot of people in the federal government, especially if you're in like the higher appointed positions or elected positions, you have to disclose your fine. You have to do financial disclosures to make sure that you're not participating in insider trading and stuff like that. And of course there's plenty of people that go into uh, Congress poor and come out rich. And obviously there's some funny business going on so and there's say, ways like, around like it. Like all of them, even Crenshaw all doing that stuff. 
Um, not not necessarily. I mean, I, I don't want to speak to anybody specific. I don't know who's done what, but there's definitely people that have gone in uh, with very little wealth and, and they exit with a lot of money. And it's like, it's, uh, I don't know, it reminds me of one of the TikTok, uh, like, you seen the, the audio from Reels or TikTok or whatever. It was like, where you get that? They got that on Amazon. I look at how they're like rich after, you know, 20 decades of being in Congress where you're making like, I don't know, $150,000 a year. Not bad, but not a ton of money. It's like, where do you get that? <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh, but so this guy's saying, hey, you know, shouldn't like you're privy to all of this stuff uh, medically where it's like, oh, this medication's coming out. This treatment's coming out. This this whatever. Don't you think it would be right for all of the, the money the American taxpayers are paying you that they should be able to see your finances? And they get in a big fight, right? Fauci's like, no, they're out there. They're available. I can't believe, it's unbelievable that this, you're this uninformed. That's been public for whatever. And so come to find out it is, but only in the most technical sense. Like I saw somebody who's like an investigative reporter. They're used to getting information like this. They had to submit a request, wait several weeks. Like it took them like eight weeks to actually get their hands on this information. And then when they supplied it, they supplied it via the the rules for like a FOIA request, even though it wasn't a FOIA request, which gave them the agency the ability to redact certain portions of it. So it, it's super sketch anyways. But so after this heated exchange, Fau- Fauci can be heard on a hot mic calling this guy a moron. <laughs> Right. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, this dude, Senator Roger Marshall, right? So this is a Republican from Kansas. So he has now filed the Fauci Act. <laughs> and it stands for Financial Accountability for Uniquely Compensated Individuals. The Fauci Act would require the Office of Government Ethics or OGE to publish a list of government officials whose financial disclosures are not publicly available, according to multiple outlets. Like, oh, okay, little man, I'm a moron. Here we go. Here we go. Dang. Not only am I gonna not only am I gonna change this, but it's gonna be named after you forever, you tiny tyrant. That's awesome. Yeah. So kind of a dope move. That is cool. I mean, as as dope as uh, an act as a senator can be, I suppose. <laughs> so that means So Jimmy be. Fallon show is really good though. You should watch it. So don't act like they weren't related with his little uh, booster shot bop. It was a good bop, but yeah. uh, I have not seen any COVID uh, propaganda yet on this show. So what's, I, what's the I format? Ha- I used to like, be a it- huge Fallon fan, like you yeah. know, for years. And then uh, he, he, f- he just got too political, too well, not funny political, I should What's say. annoying Right, but what's annoying is he was staying like pretty neutral, pretty middle of the yeah, road. Yeah, he was great, just doing the comedy, doing the thing. But then and when then he rubbed Trump's hair, he, he had fl- President he had Trump a flip. on, and yep. then yep. I'm like, make fun of both sides. Who cares? Yeah. But then it he was c- only making fun of the the right, and it wasn't even funny. Jo- like this isn't, this is just lazy at this point. And yeah. It wasn't good, and it was yeah. annoying. So is this like his answer to uh, like? carpool karaoke or it's just totally different or um i don't know i mean i don't i don't know his motivations behind it Uh, it feels like a lot of the the games are very familiar to what games he did on tonight show it's very very close um but it's just fun musical games tons of um musical stars uh were on it i i saw taika watiti is in the episode three and i kind of want to watch that because that dude is awesome but Joseph yeah. Gordon-Levitt, my twin, uh, he was um, on the episode two, and that was pretty cool watching him. 
yeah he's always he's, struck he's me as a talented. cool dude um, have yeah, you good. ever i mean actually i think this was with fallon have you ever seen uh the clip of daniel radcliffe the dude that played harry potter this is the abcs or something like that yes yeah uh, I think that was on Fallon and he like murders it. Oh yeah. He it's destroyed. not like passable. Like it's fantastic. Yeah. And I, so. and I usually they have, um, cue cards and he's just reading the songs. I feel like Daniel Radcliffe was, that was memory right there. No, he was yeah, going too like fast a, for card cue cards to be moving. Like, yeah, no, that's one of those songs. Like if you're going to sing along, you, you know, know it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even I'm sure he, he could have had cards helping supplement maybe like, the word to start each next letter, perhaps. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he, he killed that. Yeah, if you haven't ever seen that, go and check it out. But, I, like, Jimmy's just done so much great musical stuff. Yeah, he's awesome. Over like, the years. with that, and, whenever he does musical bits, they're usually oh, pretty good. And Fallon and Timberlake, regardless of the setting, I'm going to watch every time. Yeah, yeah. You put those two in the same place at the same time, and you have my attention. Uh, did you know I was on The Tonight Show? Uh, a couple years what? ago, I, you can see me in the crowd. Yeah, I was on it. I was on the Tonight Show. I can say that. You see the back of my arm waving. We did so. I've been to New York twice. We did like uh, one night there as as a string of our honeymoon, and I think we took a, a picture of the sign outside. So that's when it was still in New York. Yeah, it still um, is. What am I thinking? Of? What was in L.A. that got moved then? Uh, it was always was in, no, it was in L.A. It was in New York. Went to L.A. for a long time with Leno. Who had it before Fallon? Was it uh, Conan? I think Conan might have brought it to L.A. It, I can't in keep LA, track. He brought it back to New York because he was on the Late Show, late night, and then when he yeah. took or over Tonight I'm, Show, he's may, like, "No, we're staying in New York. We're keeping it in New York." Something. Maybe I'm saying because like I don't think I don't think he had the show then. But either way, one one of the shows it might have been Letterman, and so I don't know. Uh, like they're all so jumbled at this point, and it's and Greg Gutfeld's beaten all of them, which is hilarious. Um, but uh, yeah, we took a picture outside. That was it. So and I saw. saw I didn't. See, I've never seen his show in New York. Uh, I saw yeah. it when he came to Orlando because he's come to Orlando a ton. We went and saw Mamma Mia while we were there. And listen, if you've got one night in New York, you get to see one show. <laughs> Mamma Mia, ain't it? I was gonna say, are you really about it to was, pitch? It was just <laughs> all right. The theater was was beautiful. It was a gorgeous, like old, you know, Art Deco theater. I don't yeah. remember the name of it, but it was it was the theater was more impressive than the show. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't as mind boggling as I thought it was going to be. Like I thought it would blow my mind. I'm like, no, that's no. It's like most other productions I've seen. A um, little bit bigger I budget. Got to do the uh, Thirty Rock. Uh, backstage tour, which that was cool. We got to go in the Tonight Show um, theater. Was that the right yeah. word? Set? Probably set would be a better word. Uh, same with Saturday Night Live. I think we saw Nightline's set. Did you, stop and, did you stop and get a traditional New York slice at Sabaro? I did. I did do that. <laughs> uh, and then what was cool is at the end of the tour, you do a mock Tonight Show, uh, and they usually have a host, and you can be, or be uh, running the camera stuff, or you could be part of the band like whatever spot there is on tonight's show a t- one of as a tour guy or tour ist there we go yeah. um you can do a spot and because it was my birthday the lady let me be the host of the show and it actually their real cameras and was recording the whole thing and i have the whole segment like i came out did a quick monologue uh then i 
did an interview to guest. It was all scripted. Like there was TVs and you just, I just read a, yeah. a TV, but it was actually pretty dope. And, yeah, I uh, feel like that's actually a gig either one of us could pull off and pull off successfully. I was low key because I've hosted things before. Like I, I'm yeah. not afraid to be on the mic. And so I was really deep down hoping that they they could see like, oh, this guy seems like a natural. Yeah, and then wait, who is Fallon this? just watches, you know, all the tourist videos that come in yeah. and see the potential talent. And I'm still waiting for that video to get a, go across his desk. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they just haven't gotten that far down the pile. Yeah, so that's my thought, yeah. That's possible. But I have it on my phone if uh he ever asks to see a audition tape. So. Nice. Yeah. No, uh, now I'll tell you what. We did do the Rockettes while we were there, and so we that saw the show. Cool. We saw the show and it was like it was Christmas time. This is the second time we went. Not when we went on our honeymoon, but we went and their Christmas show was f- fire we didn't buy out a whole row like uh john legend did but we went and saw the christmas show. but we did the behind the scenes tour mm-hmm. in advance of the show and it was awesome again like radio city, city music hall that building's incredible tons of history it was done up for christmas um so it was beautiful you got to see like the rehearsal space you get to meet one of the dancers and see the costumes stuff like that and then actually see the show right. and it it absolutely exceeded like certainly lived up to and i would say exceeded the hype too so did you ever see a Skip comedy Mama show Mia in New and York? go to the Rockettes? No. Oh, I went to the Comedy Cellar uh, a couple times, one time maybe. Yeah. Uh, and the Comedy Cellar is pretty dope. Yeah, I feel like it's probably just like a Joe Rogan influence. I'm like I, I don't I feel like I'm not as attracted to like New York comedy, but mm. I'm I'm probably wrong. So Um I don't remember who performed. They were yeah. they weren't big names. Um, Jeff Ross might have been up there. Yeah. Uh, but well, and that's I think is Jeff Ross. I, I actually he's the the bald headed dude. Yeah, I can't stand right. Him. I think he's who all. I saw. Like I think Jeff Ross is who went with John Mayer. Like I saw yeah. a big post to, to pick up Bob Saget's car. Yeah, from the airport. Yeah. Um. Yeah, when so. John Mayer did his late night show um, on Instagram, I forget what he called it, but it was. Did you ever watch that John Mayer? Uh-uh. He did every Sunday night. He did a Instagram live, and he like as like ghetto or like homemade late night show you could get John Mayer like made his own like out of cardboard or like paper like background like it was it was great he had like three different phones that were doing the different angles whatever and he had different he had big name guests come on Bob Saget came on one of them I think that's when I found out when they were oh you you guys are friends Yeah. yeah they were super tight so but did you no, watch John Mayer's was... 24 minute video in the car driving? I saw like the first minute. I was like, Oh, this is 24 minutes. Yeah, I'm not committing to that. No, no, no. I, I read a little, a little article about it. Cause I was, I was intrigued about it. like, that's just two odd people. I feel like to be super connected. Yeah. So, like, but it's also weird that... that John Mayer's like besties with Dave Chappelle too. Like who would have guessed that? Yeah. So Chappelle certainly seems like a, a pretty cool guy. I'd hang out with him. So, well, I, I hate to uh, cut us too short because I'm a firm believer that our numbers dip when the show is shorter, even when people complain about like two hours, I can't listen to two hours. But even we talked about it the other night and I, I scroll like I scrolled back through the past and for sure every time the episodes are shorter, the plays are down. I don't know what it is. It's funny because I don't think too many people are like looking at the timestamp. I yeah that wouldn't deter me from yeah. listening like because like at this point we for sure have a yeah. solid fifty person base I would yeah. say at least right oh yeah 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 minimum. higher than that yeah 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 minimum and Th- uh, that's low yeah and so like I doubt those people are going oh it's it's an hour I'm not going nah. 
So pass. But I, I wouldn't cut it short tonight. But I will say, um, if you're a Patreon listener, you'll know this. I'm going to just go ahead and bet a crisp dollar bill. Uh, Josh didn't listen, but we're changing up the our, our Patreon, our bonus content format a little more, just where it's it differentiates a little bit more from the show, where it doesn't just feel like a, 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 a carry-on or whatever. So this past w- uh, week, I did a, a solo uh, Patreon, uh, and I launched what, uh, or, or went over what I'm lovingly, lovingly calling the, the Solid 7 Slim Down. And so I uh, just talked about some of the goals that I have for this year, how I'm achieving them, stuff like that. So it's, you know, uh, mostly, mostly like physical activity stuff, goals I'm trying to reach. Um, and so part of like, what's an aspect for that for me this year is I'm doing uh go ruck tribe. And of course we're, uh, you know, go ruck affiliates and you can, you can go to our, our website at solid seven podcasts. That's solid. The number seven podcast.com and, and click through our links to, to go ruck and check out their gear and their events. But, uh, they do this thing called tribe that I'm doing this year along with our, our buddy who comes on the podcast a lot, Mike redacted, uh, and tribes really just like a, a year long, really beyond a year long that the way they do tribe, it's actually like a four year cycle. Um, and so, but you join it a year at a time or you can do it month to month. Uh, but every year has a theme. This year's, uh, theme is life has risk. Um, and then each month within that year has a theme. And so they do custom designed patches. We, we've talked about it on here. Go Ruck, uh, likes a nice patch. Um, so every month, um, there, there's a patch that goes with it and there's a theme. This month's theme is, is risk. So there's a book that everybody doing tribe, uh, reads at the, at the same time. So there's a little bit of a, a book club aspect, but you read that book, you ruck a mile per day. Uh, and if you miss a day, then you owe five miles. Uh, and it's so again, you, you owe it to yourself. It really, it's a, a, a commitment you're making to like, you get the patch no, no matter what, they're going to ship it. Um, you know, so mile a day, um, you're going to read a book a month and then there's a workout every month. This month is a, is a hero, uh, workout that I can't remember the, the title of it off the top of my head, but it's, it's brutal. It's like a three mile ruck and then, uh, 12 sets of it's either like four or five, six exercises, six reps a piece. So you're doing those, you're doing 12 sets of that. And then you ruck three more miles and you're doing the whole thing for time. Um, and then there'll be additional tasking. So, you know, the, this month there, there is an additional tasking. It's like, uh, what's a goal you can set for this year? Like to add, like add something positive to your life, like rather than the usual, uh, you know, like resolution, like, Oh, I'm going to stop doing this negative thing or whatever, or I'm going to stop eating junk food. What's something positive you can add. So uh, like an additive goal rather than a negative or a takeaway goal, subtractive goal. Right. Um, so a cool thing. So each month will have a theme and uh, there's a patch that goes with it each month. And if you complete the the year, there's a patch that goes with it and whatever. So just kind of a cool, like, um, motivator to kind of be doing things that I think most of us, if we talked about it, we want to be doing anyway. So like you're being more active or you're reading more or whatever. And there's a community aspect because anytime you're going to be rucking, I think Josh could back me up on this. Like rucking is better with friends. You can go out and ruck on your own and that's fine. I do that too. And it's, it's good podcast time. Maybe you're listening to us on a ruck right now. Uh, but it's the idea is community. So even like Mike redacted and I, we don't live super close together. Um, I can't, you haven't been out to his place yet, right, Josh? No, I have not. Like you were going to, I think maybe do 4th of July, but had other plans. So, but he's, he's out there, but so we can't get together and, and ruck a lot, but we're going to try and get together every month and do the tribe workouts, like the, the big workout of the month together. 
uh, stuff like that. So I say all that to say, one, I haven't got my mile in yet today, and there's not much time left in this day, and I want to get my mile in. About a mile in in the last hour. Oh, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna go crank out my mile because I don't want to owe another nickel because I already I've been rock solid since uh, January one hitting my mile a day, but I did miss one, so I owe a nickel right now. So. Not only do I still need to crank one out uh, tonight, and it's getting pretty close to being tomorrow as we sit here and record right now, uh, but then tomorrow morning, quite early, I'm meeting Mike Redacted, and we're doing a, a five-mile ruck um, kind of uh, in prep ahead of that that hero wad just to get some miles in our legs in because I, I need to do my makeup mileage, so... I need to uh, I need to crank out my mile and get to sleep. But if that sounds maybe that was a horrible sales pitch. But if you're at all interested, uh, click on the the go rec links on our website and you can go uh, check out uh, the the tribe page uh, on their their website. It's it's really cool. I'd encourage you to do that. They're actually doing. Uh, last year was the first year they did tribe, and you could only do it monthly. It was a monthly fee. So this year you can do it month by month. You can do it for the year, and you get a twenty percent discount. Um, or they also have, if you go back through our catalog and uh, find our podcast with Dan Skidmore, uh, Cadre DS, who's their their head of training, he develops and runs their sandbag ruck training. So it's their programmed workouts um, that you can subscribe to and do their SRT training. And so they've, combi- they've got a combination of the SRT training uh, with Tribe now. So you're basically getting the SRT training, which I think is normally like 20 bucks a month and you get six or seven workouts, programmed workouts a week uh, delivered to you. Um, but you can basically do that as like a $5 add-on to Tribe. So if you're, if you're looking for a good workout program and some good motivation to do some of, the, some of this stuff, uh, I definitely recommend uh, checking it out there on the old, the old Go Ruck page. So they've got some big things going on, man. Their Sandlot Jacks event coming up in April uh in jacksonville just keeps growing and growing they're about to they haven't announced it yet but they've got they're gonna have a national um i don't know what type like what genre but they've got a national artist coming in to do music now they keep adding names for presenters and events and uh it's it's really cool so i'm really trying to figure i really want to be there i haven't figured out yet if i can if i can make it happen with the kids in multiple days uh up in the the north end of the state but definitely want to be there so go check that out too while while you're on their page so but uh, I gotta, I gotta strap on. On that note, I gotta strap on the old Go Ruck ballistic trainers and uh, throw the throw the rocker on my back and go log some. I was gonna say some miles. I'm gonna go log mile. A mile. <laughs> A mile. I mean, if you lightly jog, you get that done in about ten minutes. Normally, I do. Uh, um, I you know. I have a hard time. I don't know if it's the, my stride or the length of my legs, um, but for me to be at in like a walking stride. Um, if I pushing about as fast as I can without switching to like a, a shuffle or a jog, I can get a, a like 17 and a half minute mile is okay. about as fast as I can go with a legit, still a walking stride. Right. Um, you know, not breaking into it like a shuffle or a jog. And that's, so that's, that's fine. It's funny because, you know, we, we've been, it's been nice because it's been a good excuse for a family walk. Like we get out every night, the kids go with, and it's been all different kinds of form factors, right? Like it's been, they're both in a stroller. It's been, we've got like the hiking packs that you, that have a seat on them that like the kids can ride in. 
So it's been like one of them is the ruck weight, right? Like I've just got one of them in the pack, which is much easier when it's my daughter than my son. Big weight difference there. Uh, One night. So I've been rucking with a 30 pound plate. That's typically what I do is 30 pounds right now. And uh, my daughter just wasn't having it. So that became, you know, like a, a 70. No. That was more like a 50 pound ruck night. Sometimes my son's walking, not feeling it. Then it becomes, there was one night, man, we were maybe halfway through and we do a little more than a mile. It's probably closer to a mile and a half, the, the loop that we do. We change it up some, but he, he was just done and she was already in the stroller or something. I think so I'm like, all right, buddy. So I threw him up on the shoulders. So I'm like, no, it's, it's no factor. I'll go ahead and ruck 75 or 80 pounds for the rest of this rather than the, uh, the 30 that I left the house with, but it's just fun. It's, it's time together. And, uh, you know, uh, Kadri DS, he actually talked about this when he was on, it's like, you know, if I've got to like physically carry all the luggage and get to the other side of the airport in X amount of time. Like I know that I can do that because I do things like that all the time Mm -hmm. to challenge myself. Right. So it's like, I don't even, I'm like, okay, buddy, that's, you're going to ride on the shoulder. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cowboy up and do, you know, tote 75 or 80 pounds around for a bit instead. It's, it just is what it is. Sometimes those, those moments present themselves. So, but, uh, it's fun. It's been, it's been a little sad walking the neighborhood and watching, more and more Christmas lights just slowly disappear. But I feel like they should have disappeared before January 2nd. There's still some floating out there. There was definitely a hard line where it's like a lot of them were still out. And then the next day, like all oh, but a few were gone. I'm like, oh, well, that's the day everybody. You would have thought it would have been like the New Year's weekend. But it was really like the Saturday after that. Like Saturday, they were still lights out. Sunday, most of the lights were gone. But there's still some stragglers. There's still some holders. I saw on. an apartment. In my complex, walking by, their windows were open, and I saw a Christmas tree. Why not? I mean, do you? But it's weird. Hmm. I mean, why put a time limit on a uh, time time limit on celebrating the birth of our Savior, Josh? Come on, guy. I don't know if the Christmas tree has anything to do with his birth. Hey, if there's anything I learned from Huey, Dewey, and Louie, it's not as special if it's every day. So it's true, man. And we'll, we'll leave you with that bit of, of wisdom. Listeners, we love you. We mean it. We appreciate you tuning in week in, week out, or whatever it is that you get a chance to uh, to listen. Pop over to the website, solid7podcast.com. Solid7podcast.com. You can find links to our latest episode there and uh, links to our affiliate and ambassador sites. Uh, if you uh, pop over to Jocko Fuel or Origin Main, use the promo code SOLID7, S-O-L-I-D-7. And uh, they'll graciously give you 10% off your order, and uh, they kick a little bit back to us, too. So really cool way to uh, support the show. As always, we'd love to have your support on social media. Like, share, tell your friends, rate the podcast, all that good stuff that you do for everything else in life. Do that for us, too, if you would, please. And if you just want to take it to the absolute next level, click on that Patreon link on the website. You can become a monthly supporter where you'll get bonus content each and every week going forward, maybe more than once a week. Depends on uh, what pops up, what's going on in the world, but we'll get you some quality bonus content there. And our $10 a month supporters even get a better than average coffee mug, solid seven coffee mug, from which you can consume any beverage of your choosing. doesn't have to be coffee. We don't limit it, but uh, any and all of that support, greatly appreciated. Helps us grow the show, keep doing what we're doing, maybe get a little better at it someday, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll be an eight someday. It could happen. Whoa. So, but uh, in the meantime, we'll keep plugging away as a seven. Amen, brother. (laughs) So, until next week. Have a great life. We're out. We're out.